0: And certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the
1: Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move.
0: What the heck's going
2: on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to...
1: now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I might
2: even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry. And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but at least I have the guts to step up and make something happen. It's the
1: starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening out there on this rainy, drizzly Thursday, thirsty Thursday, whatever you want this Thursday to be. We're here dancing in the rain, helping you celebrate, getting you through it here with uh, some uh, sports talk. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you, hanging out with you for the next hour here. And of course, we'll be hitting up on the Major League Baseball playoffs from yesterday. The wild card round is over, it's complete. No more baseball today. We'll have to wait until the weekend for the Division Series to get started. So we'll hit up on the games yesterday and take a peek at what's going to happen this weekend with the uh, DSs starting.
2: A lot. I was just going to say a lot of uh, a lot of cleaning going on yeah the today. A lot of sweeping yeah
3: bringing out the brooms everybody for the playoffs yesterday and we'll hit up on us uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened yesterday semi-finals of the uh, NTC tournament we'll see who advanced to the uh, championship and who slides in into the third place game on a uh, Friday and we'll tell you what's happening uh, today even though the outdoor sports don't look so uh, good to happen today but We'll take a look at it anyways, and we'll also get to the high school polls as they actually came out a day earlier than normal, but uh, we'll go to our regularly scheduled day to take a look at those uh, polls in football, see where the AP uh, ranks our area teams in the top 10 in the state. And of course, we'll also get to our high school coaches as well. We got uh, Cumberland Pirates, Coach Watkins, as he talks about his uh, matchup on a Saturday, not on a Friday, against Tri County. And then uh, catch up with Coach Hefner as well for uh, the Hearts. Uh, Talking about last week's game and then this week's game against Muhammad. And we also got some uh, NASCAR news as well, as I understand, coming up. As uh, If you missed it yesterday, we had some big news in the uh, podcast yesterday, so you should check that out.
2: Equally as big a news today. Really? You may have to wait longer, Hmm. but equally as big news, if not bigger.
3: Bigger. Wow, Bigger. big, big words there from NASCAR expert uh, Eric oh, over please. there. We're
2: throwing around the expert name. Well, not go that I mean, far. you're
3: definitely the expert on the show.
2: Well, okay, I'll take that much.
3: I mean, it doesn't reflect on the pick'em but...
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't.
3: But that's what we say. <laughs> so, well, take a look at that. And uh, the uh, NFL is uh, beginning their week tonight as, of course, the highly anticipated matchup between the Bears and the uh, Commanders. In primetime tonight Got something funny to say about that too So (laughs) can't wait to talk about it Yep, we'll check that out a little bit later on in the program And we might get to take a peek at the rest of the NFL slate of action Coming up for you this weekend But uh, we got a good show lined up for you So uh, let's go ahead and let's get it started And let's hit it up with First Things First Before we get into the show Things first. And we're starting off in the Major League of Baseball postseason as it was a wild card action yesterday, and all the wild card series came to a close as everybody did the sweeping and people got swept. And we'll start off with the first game of the day, and that was the Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Everybody, including me. Crowned the Rays after one month mm-hmm. in the season, and now they're eliminated here. And they're not even they didn't even win one game. No nope. here. They only scored one run. I yesterday. scored eleven to one, yep. Yep. Seven to one. Mm-hmm. They lost yesterday. And but mm. Travis. Yep. We
2: should have known.
3: We should have known this.
2: Yes. Because it's the first time, Travis, that Texas has clinched a postseason series. On the road since exactly 12 years ago, when they beat the Rays at Tropicana Field in mm. Game Four of the ALDS. Hmm. So it was a sweep then against the Rays 12 years ago on the road. Sweep now. A sweep now on the road hmm. against the Rays.
3: Yeah, I uh, I included and everyone else may have been wrong about the Rays
2: and. I mean, I think if the Rays faced anyone else, Travis, they would be okay. Rangers, Travis, in the postseason, a perfect seven and all time at Tropicana Field. The Rangers hmm. have not lost in their history at Tropicana Field in the postseason.
3: Interesting.
2: So again, I think if they face anyone else, the Rays have a shot. Rangers just have their number at the Trop.
3: Yeah. It's I'm a... Glad
2: someone has numbers at
3: the Trop. <laughs> It's a good point. Uh, I mean, what like thirty some thousand fans combined yep. for both postseason games? But it was three o'clock in the afternoon there. Uh, well, of
2: course, you got to find something.
3: What what other excuse can we can we throw out there? By
2: the way, the uh, Rangers have never lost to the Rays in the postseason. They mm. in a series, they've beaten all three series against the uh, Rays. Hmm. I wish I would have had this information before the series
3: started. <laughs> sure and i know that some uh, injuries kind of derailed the Rays' season particularly from the pitching department shane mcclanahan wasn't available he was on the 60 day il as he went under on tommy john surgery uh there and they also had some other uh, pitching issues as well
2: yeah but again travis the rays have now lost seven straight losses in the postseason Mm -hmm. lost nine of their last 10 dating back to the 2020 world series in fact They got their first run in the seventh inning of game two, giving them 33 consecutive scoreless innings in the postseason dating back to last year. Second longest scoreless streak in MLB postseason history behind the 66 and 74 Dodgers. Wow. Yep.
3: So not good for the uh, Rays, but uh, the Rangers got the scoring started. It took them a little bit, but they poured it on there and they got four in the uh, fourth inning, including a couple of home runs uh, there that got him started. Valdi was also pretty good, is six and two-thirds innings, giving up six hits, only that one run and eight strikeouts uh, there. And then the bullpen came and shut things down uh, from there. So uh, Texas stumbling down of the stretch, losing to the West, the lead eventually But then taking the series against the Rays, they're in the wild card. And they'll advance to Baltimore to start the DS on Saturday. And uh, it's going to be Texas against the Rangers, or Texas against Baltimore. And first time the Orioles are in the postseason in quite a while, I think since 2014, there they've hosted a playoff game at Camden Yards. And they'll do that on Saturday against the Rangers in the ALDS. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second game of the day was the uh, Twins. They got the shutout, and uh, they advanced, and they got their first postseason win yesterday in quite a while, and they win their first postseason series in quite a while as well as they win this one 2-0 to zero behind the back of pitching and particularly future St. Louis Cardinals Sonny Gray mm. and also uh, Duran coming in there in the uh, final. They're getting the final out there for uh the uh, twins and pitching that last inning uh there struck out the side in that inning uh, there as the twins get the shutout two to zero
2: now travis i do want to point out that two wins as we've talked about you don't consider that a win streak no but just for for stats sake we're gonna say it as they've won two consecutive playoff games for the first time since 2002 there are 27 games between two game win streaks. See, fourth longest span in MLB postseason history. Hmm. So, that's a long time.
3: It is. Third
2: longest. You know who has the longest?
3: Who has the longest? The Cubs. Ah. 37
2: games in between Cubs postseason win streaks, but it was from 1908 to 1984. Mm-hmm. Only played 37 postseason games <laughs> sure. in some 40, 80, yeah. 80 some years.
3: Right. oh man Uh, a lot of things were uh, talked about yesterday in uh, this one including one of the uh, uh, pickoffs there by uh, Sonny Gray and Carlos Correa they were kind of on the same page and uh, they picked off Vladimir Jr. in a tight spot there forgot what inning that was but uh, that got the twins out of a jam there and it was a great pickoff uh, there and so uh, hey I knew that the twins pitching was mm-hmm. pretty good and they did it yesterday with Sonny Gray and then the bullpen came in yep. and just completely shut down this Toronto offense and uh, Barrios, I saw him he was super disappointed and he played for the twins yep. last year so he was still pretty happy um, for some of the guys Uh, Over there, and he was watching him celebrate and everything. It's kind of sad to see him celebrate and watch him see his former teammates celebrate. But, I mean, he only went three innings and, you know, took him out Mm
2: -hmm. there. And now next up for the Twins are the Astros. And Minnesota went 4-2 and against Houston this season. outscoring scoring them 29-25 to in those six games. And we have the return of Carlos Correa back to Houston. He played 79 postseason games for the Astros. And that is the most postseason games of any player with a franchise that they later faced in a postseason series in MLB history. Mm -hmm. Yep. So So
3: it'll be interesting. We get the matchup of the Correa versus the Astros in the DS, and that'll start at 345 on Saturday uh, there. And also thought that it was uh, interesting. I saw on X that uh, Kirk Cousins took in this game uh in minnesota and he got the tickets last minute and he didn't even use his contacts as the minnesota vikings starting quarterback he saw in the 100 level and right down with the fans because he wanted just to experience a baseball game with his family just how regular fans do it so um and he reportedly parked uh, a couple blocks away to save some money on some parking Hmm. <laughs> I- that last part may have been facetious but i don't think so they just got done shopping at Kohl's. <laughs> his wife said that his wife said they shop at Kohl's there uh, in uh in Target. Just like regular people. Just like regular people. They're one of us. Sitting in the one hundred levels and the major league baseball playoffs there for Kirk Cousins. And uh then only playoffs um, he's gonna see this year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh good luck against the Chiefs there, Kirk. This weekend, yep. Um, and then we roll on here with the uh, Diamondbacks. They did it. They got the win and they got this one a five to two over the uh, Brew Crews, So bouncing out the NL Central yep. champs. So Cubbies, you can feel a little bit better about yourselves. Yes, the Brewers made the playoffs. Yes, they won the Central, but they only played two extra games than you. So and- I mean. Is it really worth it?
2: Brewers led both these games. They trailed, I know, they you know, did. Arizona they... trailed 3-0 in game one, 2-0 in game two, yeah. still came away with wins. They're the fourth team in MLB history with a multi-run comeback win in their first two playoff games. And Travis, mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks are the fifth team to win consecutive games by three-plus runs after trailing by multiple runs in each of MLB uh, postseason history. You know, want to know who the previous two teams are? Yes the royals in 2015 i think that worked out pretty well for them it did yeah and the marlins in 2003 against the cubs i think that worked out pretty well for them so going off of numbers travis the diamondbacks are going to be your world series champs
3: Mm, look out
2: hey i'm just numbers don't lie look out for the d-backs Numbers don't lie
3: Yeah, and they, uh, Brewers, they scored a couple runs in the first inning. And uh, Freddie Peralta, they at least in the early going, looked pretty good. And you're like, well, maybe this might work out for the Brewers and may not work out for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Gallon threw a lot of pitches. I mean, he did end up throwing 106 innings. It's a little bit worried about him in the first inning. They're throwing a lot of pitches, but hey, you know, that was the only two runs they let up. The rest of the way, he did have three walks, four Ks, and he got the win and went six innings, and in the bullpen did the rest. I mean, uh, Ginkle kind of had uh, some trouble on the base pass there with giving up three consecutive hits there. and But, hey, they got out of it, and uh, the Diamondbacks – Diamondbacks win the game. Yep, and they win the series. Yep, and uh, the uh, NL Central not much luck. And uh, the uh, postseason saw a stat that the last time an NL Central team won a postseason series was in 2019. But the division has been a two and twenty in postseason play.
2: So, what you're saying, Travis, is that the NL Central is basically the Big Ten in basketball when we get basically. to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Basically. Let's
2: point that out. It was the youth of the Diamondbacks, Travis. Uh, yeah. Alec Thomas had his first career postseason home run. That gave the D-backs three players who have a home run all under the age of 23 mm. or younger. They're the fourth team in history to have three or more players do that in a postseason the 2020 Braves, the 2015 Cubs, Travis, and your 2014 Cardinals mm. are the four teams. Mm, very well. So, now they get the Dodgers. Yeah, good luck. E-D-A-L-A. Dodgers won the season series 8-5, to five, including each of the last five games. And, Travis, you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. Dodgers-Diamondbacks will be the first series in MLB history where a team with a plus 200 run differential will face an opponent with a negative run differential.
3: Hmm. Wow.
2: I know you love the run differential I stats. I do. So, yeah. Uh, Kelly is going to be the Diamondbacks' game one starter, um, but he has not had any success against the boys in blue. He's 0-11 with a 549 ERA in his regular season career against the Dodgers. Ooh, that's, that's not good. That's not good. I don't know if I'm putting him out there, but, I mean, he's your be- one of your best pitchers mm. you got to.
3: Yeah, I mean, hey, you mm-hmm. threw out Galleon, so now you got to throw out Kelly. Yep. Uh, there just happens to line up there with the uh, Dodgers. Uh, there, but uh, Brewers, they haven't had much success in the uh, postseason either. In 2019, they lost in the one game wild card to the Nationals, I believe. And then uh, they lost the wild card series in 2020. They lost on the DS 3 to 1 in 2021. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. And then and now they get swept out mm-hmm. in the wild card around. So Brew Crew, not much success there as uh, they've just won one of their last ten playoff games there. So not good for Milwaukee as NL Central champs, but denied a win in the postseason. So see you later. Breaks my heart. I know it does. I know you're, you're totally heartbroken over it. And then in the uh, last game of the uh, night, as uh, there was uh, no drama. There's no drama today because there's no uh, baseball games, and there was no drama really here in this one. The Phillies, they won a 7-1 to last night over the uh, Marlins, and so the uh, Phillies did what they needed to do. And future St. Louis Cardinal Aaron Nola, great game last night, and it's going to look great in Cardinal Red. So he's going to get used to being... In red, seven innings last night only giving up three hits and uh, three uh, strikeouts for Nola and seven innings of work there and taking care of business. Did a Philadelphia all business, and they got it done.
2: Yep, and uh, we also had a history made in this, Travis, as the Marlins uh, lost their first series of a postseason for the first time in team history. They enter as the only team in MLB to have won at least one series in all of their postseason appearances. Huh. So thanks, Philly.
3: That yeah, ruin that. Thanks, Philadelphia. The Phillies
2: will now face division rival the Braves in a rematch of last season's NLDS. Philadelphia has a series record of two and zero against the Braves in the postseason. So be on the lookout for that. And the Phillies will be the sixth team to face multiple division opponents in a single postseason. This first became possible in 2012. Edition of a second wild card team in each league. And each of the last two teams to do this won
3: both series. Yeah, I think on paper this looks like to be the most intriguing series of the uh, DS, mm-hmm. and it's a damn shame that it's only a five-game yeah. uh, series here. So it should be uh, pretty good. It should be pretty epic. Uh, there, uh, Phillies did a clinch it there in the uh, sixth inning with that uh, grand slam yeah. there by uh, Staub, and uh, it was uh, absolutely. As much as I despise the city of Philadelphia, but it know. was uh, magical uh, there. With uh, They released a video of the Stock Grand Slam, and it was without really anything but just the crowd noise. No commentators, no music or anything, and that was pretty epic uh, there to hear just the yeah. massive humanity there in Philadelphia react to that home run, so whether I will you, give it that. Whether you like
2: them or you don't, to Travis... Home. The fans in Philly show up for their teams. Now, do they show up in bad ways sometimes? Yes. Yes. But they are passionate. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what we want? As you know, we always talk about fans being passionate, not being fair weather. Bandwagon fans, mm-hmm. Miami, South <laughs> Florida, California, bandwagoners. Mm hmm. Philly fans are going to be faithful to their Philly teams, whether they're good or not.
3: Yep, till the bitter end.
2: Which, to be fair, Philly hasn't had a whole lot to complain about recently. Exactly, right? yeah. Like, let's be honest.
3: Yeah, no. Not at all.
2: Eagles have been pretty good. Philly's
3: just went to the Super Bowl. Philly just, just went to the World Series.
2: 76ers should be better <laughs> than they have been, but they yeah, can't put it together. Yeah, 76ers are kind of disappointing. I guess disappointing. they got the
3: Flyers. Yeah, they've been kind of disappointing. Yeah. have have been very good. But there you go. That was it from uh, last night. And so... Uh, no wild card series win three games uh, this year, and uh, the DS's all get underway there on a Saturday. Uh, as these are more of a staggered starts, just like kind of the wild card was, I kind of like how they did it mm-hmm. uh, this year. And really, baseball just got out of the way tonight for the Bears and Commanders. Ugh. They have the stage all to themselves now. <laughs>
2: By the way, Travis, uh-huh. we will have um, NLDS action on Monday.
3: Ooh, on Monday. We'll
2: talk more about that when we get there.
3: All right, very good. And at that point, it would be game twos and game twos. G- game twos. Yeah. Hmm. All righty there. So uh, we'll uh, wait for that on a Monday. And uh, coming up right now, we'll step away and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports. When we come back, we'll take a look at the ANTC semifinals. And we'll take a look at the action today, weather pending. We'll take a look at that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from
1: 989 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Um, uh, I'm fine, pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Without a compass, eyes waiting started to wonder. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you was.
3: When your kid can't find the language. Help them find the lyrics listen to the sounded out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundedOutTogether.org. brought to you by ad council and pivotal ventures
4: this is sherry owner of Ubinger's furniture company i'm still here and my sales staff and i are making deals on in-stock items that nobody beat if you want interest-free financing instead of discounts well with approved credit eubinger's has that too i love shopping so my floor is packed with amazing new styles, as well as proven favorites, and the best mattresses on the market today. We have what you want, so shop Eubinger Furniture Company, where the deals are always worth the drive. Highway 50 East, Cora.
1: And now, the starting lineup.
5: The Memphis, Memphis, turn around three of You made it to You made it to We're going to
1: on 98-9, the game.
6: God!
3: Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Here on 98.9, The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Just got done to talking about the MLB postseason. Let's take a look at more what you would call postseason. It's the NTC Tournament and the semifinals were yesterday. Thank goodness it was yesterday and not scheduled for today because of the rain and all that. Uh, the uh, number one semifinal was uh, St. Anthony as they're the number one seed. Uh, they took down the fourth seed in North Clay. And this one was by a final of, of four. as uh, St. Anthony picked up all four runs there in the early going. Two runs in the bottom of the first, two more in the bottom of the second. North Kalea did scratch across their uh, run late in the top of the seventh, but ultimately uh, they couldn't complete the comeback there. So uh, St. Anthony advances on, and Lorenzen, he won the game. He almost went the distance, but he went six and two-thirds innings, giving up four hits, and uh, walked one and struck out five there. And uh, Jones took the loss for North Calais. And uh, uh, the uh, lone RBI for North Calais was credited to uh, Walden and Hatton, Lorenzen, Brock Fierde, Repke all had RBIs as well. So uh, sprinkling it around uh, there for uh, St. A. So uh, now the Bulldogs 23-1 and on the uh, fall season. They'll try to cap off a a great fall with a regular season NTC title and they'll try for the championship on a Friday night and who will they see well it's the host Altamont Indians as Altamont took down a South Central yesterday the three seed and this one was an eight to nothing shutout for Altamont as Altamont also picked up runs in the early going and they didn't stop as two runs on the bottom of the second two runs in the bottom of the third picked up another in the fourth and then three more to cap it off there in the bottom of the sixth. And it was Melville going to the distance for the Indians Has he went all seven innings, giving up five hits, no runs, one walk, and a seven strikeouts uh, there. Uh, Markley took the loss for South Central. He went five innings, giving up six hits, five runs. Only two of them were earned, though, five walks and four Ks uh, there. Uh, Eli Miller had a couple RBIs. Berg Davis had RBIs as well for the victorious Indians there, so going to be a matchup of the one versus two, St. Anthony versus Altima on a Friday night under the lights there in Altima, 7 o'clock there for the championship for the NTC championship and concluding a fabulous fall season for both of those two schools trying to carry that momentum. Into of the spring and it all coming in the championship and then that means the game before that in Altima at four o'clock I believe is when they're going to get this one started it's South Central versus North Clay for the third place game uh there on a Friday in Altima for a doubleheader. so look out for that yep
2: should be should be fun. Hopefully weather cooperates. Yes,
3: hopefully. Fingers crossed yes. there. And uh, soccer action uh, from yesterday did have a uh, one match. It was Charleston getting the uh, one to nil victory over Robinson. And in tennis action yesterday, it was FEM getting the win over Greenville by the final of a seven to two was the final score there. And a light schedule yesterday, so. Uh, we'll take a look at the action for today in volleyball. No worry about rainouts here. As we got Altma they're traveling here to FEM. St. Elmo's at Mulberry Grove. Nioga hosting South Central. And uh, St. Anthony is at North Clay, Clay City this evening. In Apollo action, at got Mount Zion at Mattoon. And Muhammad hosting at Taylorville. The Lincoln Prairie Conference tournament will conclude today as they're in Argenta. The Consolation Championship is Cumberland versus Arthur. In the third place game, it's Villa Grove versus Heritage. And in the championship game, it's Gordo taking on Unity Christian this evening. In the Little Illinois, it's Mount Carmel at Paris, Marshall hosting Newton. Uh, Ravette is at Lawrenceville, Robinson is at Olney, and Casey. Zatskin Meridian at Tuscola, Central A&M at Shelbyville, Warrensboro Latham hosting a Clinton in the South Central. It's a Gillespie at Vandalia, North Mac at Greenville, Litchfield at Carlinville, Piasol, Staunton, Hillsboro. They're all at the McCoopin County uh, Tournament. There, And then these we're not so sure about with the uh, mm-hmm. weather, but uh, the weather-permitting cross-country meet today with Dietrich and Altamont. He also had a meet at Eastern Illinois University with uh, Mattoon, Charleston, together, MacArthur Eisenhower, and uh, Champaign-Central were supposed to happen today. In soccer, Payne was supposed to host Altamont, Vandalia, supposed to be at St. Anthony, Charleston, at FEM, Taylorville, Mattoon, Mount Zion. At Lincoln, at St. Joe Ogden, at Arthur, Newton hosting at Salem. And in a tennis action, it was supposed to be a St. Anthony at Charleston, Robinson at FEM, Jacksonville hosting a Mount Zion, and a Paris at Casey, Shelbyville at Hillsboro as well in a tennis action. But we'll have, if we get any official word on closings yeah. or cancellations, I guess you'd say, we'll pass it along uh there and also uh, they i wanted to uh shout out in a uh, junior high uh baseball as uh, they were supposed to have the championship game uh today at uh, three o'clock for uh, altamont lutheran they were uh participating there in the S I J H S A or s double a state championship in uh uh today at three o'clock with our lady of mount carmel uh, but we'll wait to see any official word. Yep. Uh, there I haven't seen anything on that, bub. I know a lot of people there in Altamont interested in uh, that one for the junior high baseball uh, state championship uh, game there. But again, we'll pass along any uh, cancellations that we have. Uh, just stay tuned to the website femradio.com and click on our local sports tab. Over there. And if you want to find out what the uh, local schedule is for high school football week number seven, that can be found over there on FEMRadio.com as well. And uh, coming up next, we're taking a look at the Associated Press high school football polls where our area teams stack up in the uh, top 10. And we'll cover that up next here on the star lineup.
1: The starting lineup from 98 9, the Game Studios. We'll be right back. Farmers, we thank you And to show our appreciation We want to give back With Meal in the Field Join WCRC 95.7 And Culver's As we bring the Meal in the Field Every Tuesday Go to effinghamradio.com And submit your favorite farmer You wish to see fed in the field Winners will be chosen And we'll contact the weekly winner To make arrangements To meet them in their field On Tuesday Brought to you by Marlow
3: Lock and Security Home Farmers Mutual, Powell's Electric, DHV Transmission, Clovers, Soussinger FS, Boots and Soles, Cash Equipment, McMahon Meats, Feature City Foodliner, Bluff Equipment, and Bex Hybrids.
1: Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in the field on Tuesday.
4: I know you're out there and you know who you are. This is Zola from PlanZDiet.com. I know the thought process because I've been there. This is the time of the year when you tell yourself you're going to go on a diet the first of the year, so you might as well cut loose because it's going to be all about suffering through yet another diet starting in January. Sound familiar? The difference is this year is going to be different if you decide to do Plan Z instead of one of those other diets. This time you're not going to suffer. Plan Z is a whole food diet protocol. That means you eat real food. Nothing from a box, no magic shakes, I'm a food writer, and I've designed over 900 recipes for Plan Z. Dieters say this doesn't even taste like a diet, and I guarantee Plan Z to work. Plan Z comes with my patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray, designed to help you diet comfortably. That means less hunger. It also helps you through the detox that gives you the headaches, the cravings, the jitters, the crabbiness, and more. No other diet does that. No other diet is Plan Z. Check us out at planzdiet.com, planzdiet.com.
1: for you? Man, I feel like I'm in
4: my 20s again, at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text SLASH to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now, and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SLASH, S-L-A-S-H to 321321. That's SLASH to 321321.
1: And now, the
2: starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is
3: Marty Stock at Holders Plus with some money saving ideas. Start with a great.
1: On 98.9 the game.
2: Eric Fry, Sports Take I think the Blues hit the road for the final time in the preseason when they visit the Dallas Stars tonight. Blues are coming off a 5-3 loss to the Blue Jackets on Monday. St. Louis is 2-2-2 in exhibition play this year, with one of their overtime losses coming against Dallas last Saturday. Tonight's game is underway at 7 o'clock. The Cardinals are warming up the hot stove. The Post-Dispatch reporting that the Cardinals will be targeting multiple starting pitchers during free agency. The report added that St. Louis is most interested in Padres ace Blake Snell, Twin starter Sonny Gray and Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola. Cardinals finished 2023 with 91 losses, their most since 1990. Free agency will get underway next month. St. Louis City SC gave up three goals in the second half of their 3-0 loss to Vancouver at BC Place. St. Louis ends the regular season with a match against Seattle on October 21st. Chicago Firehawksis scored four second-half goals during a 4-1 rout over Inter-Miami at Soldier Field. The Fire are now in 8th place in the Eastern Conference with 10 wins, 10 draws, and 12 losses for 40 points. They host Charlotte on Saturday. Chicago Blackhawks continue preseason play with a game against the Minnesota Wild, the United Center tonight. Hawks are coming off a 4-2 win over the Red Wings on Tuesday. Chicago is 2-1-1 in exhibition play this year. Tonight's contest gets underway at 7.30. And basketball is back as the NBA Abu Dhabi games kick off at noon Eastern from United Arab Emirates as it will be the Mavs taking on the Twins. Timberwolves, not twins. Twins. Timberwolves. Well, you Timberwolves. got the city. I got the city. I saw Minnesota and a T I T and I panicked. I was I Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi.
3: Hmm. Basketball's back. Yes, in the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> Welcome back in <laughs> into the starting lane up here. It's Travis Sparks, saying Eric Fry over there with the uh Sports Center hits. Also,
2: before we finish up, just real quick on basketball to end it. Dame Lillard is going to make his Bucks debut on Sunday when the Bulls visit
3: Milwaukee as well. Preseason basketball already.
2: Yep. yep. Hmm. And the Pacers open preseason on Sunday to, against the Grizzlies. A John Morantless Grizzlies, don't forget.
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: He's still going to be there, Suspension? Though. He's still going to be there.
3: Is he suspended? I believe he is. It's been so long. I know. It's been so long, bub. uh another thing that that I forgot to mention there in the local sports like, category there was I saw that this morning that uh some area golfers and are already making their way up to uh, state for the state tournament yes, that's tomorrow. uh tomorrow I're supposed to have a practice round today. I don't know if that'll happen, but um supposed to be uh tomorrow. Uh, there's when they'll get started there, and um, you know, just looking at some uh, tee times, I know that uh, Matt Toombs gets started in the morning there at eight o'clock on the front nine. Uh, so is Muhammad Seymour as a team of Max Secrets scheduled to go off at a 10:18 as an individual uh, there up in uh, state and uh, some of our area uh, girls as well is supposed to uh, get teed off there in the morning uh, as well. So uh, we'll update you more about that, but. So they were taking off for the state tournament mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow uh, for golf. Let's uh, now let's get to uh, what we were supposed to get to here in this segment. You know what time it is? Time, time for, for the polls. polls. High school football polls for this week, and the Associated Press ranks them like this, and we'll start off in uh, Class 1A there. Lena Winslow stays the same as pretty much everybody stays the same here. Stark County did a jump into the top 10 as uh, they weren't ranked at all, but now they're number 8 uh, there, and uh, Fulton and Hope Academy are tied for 10th uh, there. Only the other teams around here, Casey, they received 14 so uh, just four off the pace yep. uh, there. Uh, Leroy, who's took on some area teams, they yep. also received 14 votes there in 2A. So <clears throat> uh, in a class 2A, uh, that's where we see more of uh, Foresight. They're still number one, and they're still on top of uh, Bloomington Central Catholic. They moved up a spot. They uh, swapped spots with Seneca. Uh, there Knoxville still at five and then that's where we see just keep climbing up the rankings and Shelbyville uh, they jumped up a spot to a number six now as they had 53 of votes so still a good distance between themselves and Knoxville but uh, just knocking on the door of the top five there are the Rams yeah, sitting at 6-0. Just one ahead of Johnson City, so those mm-hmm. two teams looked at by the voters is very even. Very close, yeah. And uh, the Johnson City ranked number seven uh, there. They flip-flopped with Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighth and still at number eight, and everything else stayed the same as well. Uh, Breeze Martyr Day, they received a 10 of votes. There and Arthur Lovington, I would Hammond picked up another vote, so they are at two now. We'll see if uh, they can pick up another win there for Coach Jefferson and see if they can pick up another vote or two in next week's polls. But uh, for now, just two votes. Two Uh, there. Eric's third or fourth team uh, is uh, still number one, and 3A Byron still on the top there
2: 130 Uh, votes. Yeah, that's the most you can get.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, thirteen first first-place votes. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much all you can get there. Uh, some movement here as uh, Montini. Uh, I think they lost their first yep. game of the season, so they dropped up all the way from number two to now they're number four. Uh, Princeton's in that number two spot. Wilmington jumped up into the number three spot there. Uh, Roxana, huge jumper here as they go mm-hmm. from number eight all the way to number five. They are vaulting themselves in at 6-0. and uh, Williamsville, they also had a big jump as well. They uh, were number 9 and now they're number 6. The uh, coin. they also moved up three spots to number seven, St. Joe Ogden, with their second loss of the season, fell from number five all the way there to number eight, so clinging to life there. Uh, Olympia also had their second loss as well, and they fell four spots to number ten. And then for the first time this season, Greenville jumps into the top ten of the polls after previously not being ranked. They are number nine in Class 3A now, so the Comets, 6-0 and jumping up into the polls here at number 9 here, entering week 7. Yeah, uh,
2: great to see that for Greenville. They've mm-hmm. had a great year.
3: Yep, back-to-back wins against Payne and Vandalia. Yep. We'll do that, and that's exactly where we see the comments there. At number 9, Mount Carmel is knocking on the door, though. 20 votes they're receiving, and Olympia has 23 votes right now. So, uh, pivot a week for Mount Carmel. Uh, their big matchup with Casey on a Friday, so we'll see if... They could possibly get the win and vault in, and then also Casey as well looking to jump into the polls mm-hmm. in one A. In a Class Four A, that's where we see Rochester. They're still number one as they received eleven of first place votes. Uh, Morris they uh, flip flop with IC Catholic as I believe IC Catholic just lost this week. Uh, Morris had a two of votes, our first place votes. And so they're number two. Uh, Murfreesboro is uh, all the way up to number four now as they uh, climb from number eight all the way to number four uh, there. Uh, St. Lawrence also jumped up four spots to number six. Uh, Richmond Burton uh, took their first loss of the year. So they dropped all the way to number seven there. And a lot of movement here in the bottom. Uh, Richmond Burton or uh, Wheaton Academy, they weren't ranked, but now they are as they're number eight. Dixon, they weren't ranked at all, but they're number 9 and tied for 10th. Cole City, they weren't ranked in last week's poll either, and they're tied for 10th. They're tied for 10th with Mount Zion as they dropped their game last week to Muhammad Seymour. So they fall from number 6 to number 10 there, so clinging on with 20 votes. Uh, they're hanging on mm-hmm. by a threat. Barely. Uh, let's see. Uh, anybody there in 4A from around the area? Not really. Breeze Central never received 10 votes. Uh, no. Um, that was it. Yeah. Really from a 4A. And then in uh, 5A, we uh, take a look at it because uh, Muhammad Seymour, uh, they're receiving 18 votes in the other receiving votes category mm-hmm. there. And, of course, they'll take on the hearts this week. And, also, I noticed that Morton, who uh, defeated Mount Carmel in a week at number one, they weren't ranked at all, but now they are there at number nine. So, yep. um, you know, only one loss of the season from Mohammed, not a bad loss at all. There, a close loss, and now Morton's ranked in the top ten yep. in uh, 5A uh, there. And uh, East St. Louis still holding strong at 4-2 and 2 in 6A, number one. In the land, ridiculous. Kankakee is receiving three votes, first place votes. Ridiculous. They're at number two, despite by being they're six They're probably gonna 0.
2: win everything on two. So.
3: Providence jumped those. in there. They're also four and two, but they jumped in at number ten, and six a. So. I don't get it. <laughs> and then uh, we were looking at the boards yesterday in seven uh, a. Chicago Mount Carmel. They're still number one. Yep. They received all thirteen votes and they're getting votes for best team in the state they are I- and we have a college team multiple college teams and an nfl team yep but they're getting votes as the best team in all of illinois can you argue <laughs> i guess not i'd have to look at their scores i'm not familiar with uh, chicago mount carmel right so many mount Carmels. so i'm making me hungry now for some chocolate some chocolate Filled with caramel Yep. Yep. So that's a look at the uh, rankings uh, this week, and we'll be back tomorrow to uh, take a look at the uh, preview of the high school football matchups as we enter week seven. There's some uh, pivotal matchups on the uh, schedule uh, there. Casey and uh, Mount Carmel jump out, and, uh, of course, Muhammad and FEM. uh, They're two matchups that are on the forefront of my mind. Cumberland, they don't have a game tomorrow night. They'll uh, wait until Saturday afternoon. Uh, for that and really the weather starting to turn here so for the very first time we're gonna feel like it's fall football yes. weather as also I saw notice that Muhammad's supposed to be kind of windy as well so it'll definitely feel like football mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow evening for the first time so depending on where you're at the air could be taken out of the football maybe some run games will be implemented uh tomorrow night and we'll be Here to a preview of the uh, matchups and some people can become a playoff eligible. Some can be eliminated and some can put them in position uh, there. We just updated you on the playoff race yesterday. So we'll take a look at those matchups tomorrow. Right now we got to close out and we got to close out with some NFL action. We got NFL football tonight. We got a bears against the uh, commanders this evening on Thursday night football kicking off uh, the week for the NFL and we also gotta do pick'em as well.
2: And we also got some big NFL news that just came down.
3: Tell you more about Big practice. NFL news. I mean, not, That's a tease. Not huge, but big
2: for the area. Now, keep
3: it going. Big news for big the news NFL for the area on the way huge. here on the starting
1: lineup. The starting lineup from ninety eight nine the game studios. We'll be right back.
0: Imagine the possibilities with the topless state bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home See us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel & Effingham, Equal Housing Lender and Member FDIC. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL grill. And football. That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology so you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's Wrangler season out there. T-shirt days, denim jacket nights. A pair of broken-in jeans you could live in. Open roads, endless horizons, no destinations. This is when adventure starts calling. And you need to be ready
3: in jeans that are made for the unpredictable journey that we call life. Wrangler. For the ride of life. Shop our newest styles today at Wrangler.com. And now... And I also asked Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it's, um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that earlier.
3: Uh, it would help if I
1: played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98 9, the game. <laughs>
3: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup We're on 98.9 The Game. ESPN Radio, We're only here on ESPN Radio versus a smidge, a bit longer. Got some NFL stuff to uh, close out the show with as we got tonight. Bears versus uh, the uh, Commanders on Thursday Night Football. Prime time, prime video They're in uh, D.C. Commanders, though, favored by six points. Here on ESPN, could this be the last last game of the Abruzzo era? Question mark.
2: I don't know, Travis. But I saw a commercial for this game last night while I was watching TV, and they had no highlights from either team.
3: <laughs> well, that's it, not good.
2: It was just the Commanders logo and the Bears logo, and it said, "Tune in, <laughs> tune in." I'm
3: intrigued.
2: <laughs> you got me. You uh, sold me. There may have been one player, one uh, Commander player, running them with the football, and I think that was it. But I don't remember seeing a single Bear. Highlight.
3: There hasn't been a lot of highlights Ooh, uh-uh. this year. I mean, there was some highlights last week in the first half for the Bears. Yeah,
2: you just take away the rest of the game; it was great. Yeah, it
3: was. I fit, uh, Washington played good against Philly last week, so yep. there should have been high- highlights somewhere. And they're two and two on the season. They started off with wins against the Cards and the Broncos, but then have a stumbled against the Bills. They stubbed their toe there, and then they lost by three in OT against Philadelphia. Uh, last week, so we get to see the prime time matchup. What did uh, we do to earn this blessing? Justin Fields versus Sam Howell on uh, TV tonight, in and primetime. this is what
2: happens, Travis, when every team gets a prime time game. Right? <laughs>
3: it's like we could have probably flexed this one out. Yeah, I, I, you should have. Definitely. Too early, too early for that. So we'll see if uh, tonight could be the uh, end end of an era. Uh, tonight, there is very vast speculation that if the Bears don't win this and if they don't look good again, that everfluce could be gone. Some major changes could be coming for the uh, Bears with the season going even more sideways than anyone really thought.
2: Nope.
3: Being potentially 0 5. And uh, even though I did hear an interesting stat on first take this morning, or it was get up at the tail end, that the uh, Bears are kind of like the Cardinals in the way of the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we, we like history, and we don't like to make this kind of history. The Bears have never fired a coach midseason. Yeah. It's not really midseason even, so does that even technically count? But they've never fired a coach in the season.
2: And they're not going to to
3: Travis. Oh, I mean, come on. If not tonight, you got to do it at some point.
2: No. I've said it on the record. I will continue to say it. Justin Fields will be gone first because – if the Bears are having the 1 2 picks, you're going to get Caleb Williams and you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr.
3: Yeah, that's what everyone's thinking. And you're
2: going to want your coach. Now, I'm not saying Eberflos won't get fired at the end of the year. But with the way the season's gone Travis and what you have potentially in front of you of picks number 1 and 2 in the draft, give it up.
3: Hmm. I don't think I don't think there's any way. I don't even think he could make the New Orleans game. He's
2: making the year, Travis. There's no Field way he can will make be gone it first. First,
3: the second Vikings game.
2: Fields will be gone first before Eberflisses. Hmm. Yeah,
3: we'll see. We'll uh we'll see tonight how, just how many points the commanders can put up uh there. And we also had some uh, NFL news yeah as well that you wanted to uh, get to. Yeah here as
2: spoken, Travis. He's for the, spoken. For the first said, quote, I'm here now, and my number one thing is to take care of my teammates. What this city needs is a championship, and that's what I'm here to do. He's here for right now. Says he's going to revisit contract negotiations in the offseason. So Jonathan Taylor commits to playing the rest of the season with the Colts. Hmm. I do not believe this for half a second, Travis. I think if the Colts get a good deal in the trade... Problem is, is I don't think anyone is blowing him them away with trade offers,
3: right? Um,
2: now, with that being said, Travis, Indy, would you like the number one and number two picks for Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor? No. That. I I, I wouldn't hate that move for the Bears. No. No.
3: No. Why not? So running back. Yeah. I wouldn't trade either one of those for the for a running back. No way. I'd take my chances with either, either player that I would get there in that position.
2: But you're not getting a running back in either of those positions.
3: Yeah. You're getting a quarterback or the best receiver available.
2: But what I'm saying is...
3: Both of those are way better than believe, Jonathan Taylor.
2: If you believe in Justin Fields... If the Bears think he's the guy and they do what you say and they fire Matt Eberflus and you think Justin Fields is the guy, then why not give him the tools he needs to succeed? Because you're not going to keep that number one pick and not get a quarterback.
3: I mean, I think that they're completely I, I think they they I think like Fields and they're willing to see what they got
2: then why not try to get some help around him? The running game is awful. The offensive line is awful. He has wide receivers. Are they top of the line? No, but they're passable. There's a lot of teams that would take some of the wide receivers the Bears have.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: They have an awful running game.
3: Oh, yeah. it's uh, it's Everything's awful.
2: So why not try and get, would you say, as a top five running back?
3: Uh, I mean, yeah, when he's healthy. When he's sure. healthy, I'll give you that. But I think that we've seen the market dictate that the NFL and NFL teams don't value running backs like that for a, a top pick like that. I just don't think it would. I wouldn't yes, give you up need, both of them, but I give oh, yeah. up one of the two. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not both.
2: I I I'd give up one of the two because I I think if you want to see what Justin Fields has, you have to give him the tools around him. Yeah. Because he hasn't had the tools around him since he's been here. Mhm. If you got him Jonathan Taylor Travis
3: and maybe they secretly don't want him to succeed. And
2: that's the other thing.
3: Because the these the brass that drafted him isn't there anymore.
2: Then trade him for picks.
3: I think it's more of a possibility than ever before. They like, got I think at the start of the season that would have been crazy, but but yeah, now as I the season's gone along
2: He's not an NFL quarterback. He's a running back.
3: Yeah, there's some some teams out there that could use him. You know, particularly ESPN threw it out there yesterday, of, or the other day, that Atlanta could have him, and mm-hmm. that would be a dangerous combination with the run game that they have. It could be like a Lamar Jackson that is type a of situation place for him.
2: He needs to go somewhere where that is the style. Perfect example: a Lamar Jackson, that type of style, he would fit yeah. in perfectly. Not in Chicago. They're not wanting him to be a running quarterback. They're wanting him to throw the ball. Right. You don't go and get DJ Moore and Chase Claypool and Mm -hmm. trade away draft assets for those players to then commit to being an option run team for the whole year. Right. With bad running backs, don't forget.
3: Yeah. And then my question for the Atlanta side, if they would actually want to try to do that, then, you know, yeah, it would be a great combination with the running backs that they have, but then they also drafted uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts as well, and you need someone to get him the ball, is Justin Fields, that person, to get him the ball. I
2: think if you're doing little diving dunks, you know, five yards here, three yards here, six yards here on top of the running game, that's Justin Fields' style.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. But, uh, commanders.
2: Fields will be gone before Eberflus.
3: Mm. I mean, Eberflus may not even make the night.
2: He, they're not going to get rid of him mid-season, Travis. We said the same <laughs> thing about the Cardinals. There's no way Marmol makes the season.
3: Anything. Well, hopefully the Bears are more of a competent organization. Who's out there? The- yeah, right. Uh-huh. More competent of an organization than...
2: <laughs> With coaches and quarterbacks, Travis, they're right there at the top of the
3: list. Yeah, quarterbacks especially. Uh, but uh, coming up in the uh, pod, we'll be uh, picking this game as well as our area coaches, Coach Watkins from Cumberland and Coach Hefner there from FEM, as well as some of our NASCAR news that could be a bigger than yesterday's NASCAR news of the uh, finally the schedule release. Uh, we'll get to the news that could be bigger than that. So uh, we'll take a look at that in the uh, pod and it catches there. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the
1: starting lineup on 98 9 The Game. <laughs>
3: Welcome in to overtime of the uh, start and the lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here, and uh, coming up here in overtime, got our two area coaches to get to, Coach Watkins and Coach Hefner from Cumberland and FEM, We got the NASCAR news that may be bigger than yesterday. Yes, and we got this day in uh, sports history yep. as well. So that's what we got for you. And first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on Sports Center that you want to hit on? Yeah,
2: let's let's talk some Sports Center. Uh, NFL could discipline Jamal Adams for his actions towards an independent concussion doctor during Monday Night Football. Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks safety was seen yelling at the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant after he took a knee to his helmet and exited the game in the first quarter.
3: Neurotrauma consultant. Yes.
2: The 27-year-old Adams took to social media on Wednesday and apologized to the doctor for his actions. He said that prioritizing players' health is essential. Mm -hmm. I mean, should you ever yell at a doctor? No, but I can understand it being in the heat of the moment and just wanting to go play football. That's your job. Like, if Mm -hmm. some doctor came in here and said, Eric, you cannot broadcast anymore because of an injury, I'd be like, no, I'm finishing the starting lineup right now.
3: Right, yeah, and that's kind of what... A competitor and yep. athletes do. They all they never feel like they're really injured. No. So they just want to compete.
2: Uh, the Broncos are playing to part ways with linebacker Randy Gregory. Denver head coach Sean Payton said Wednesday the team will release Gregory if they can't find a trade for the linebacker. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, Patriots are bringing back a familiar face. New England is acquiring cornerback J.C. C. Jackson from the Chargers are sending a 2025 sixth round pick to Los Angeles, who's sending Jackson in a 2025 seventh rounder to New England. Mm hmm. So there's that. Um, James Harden is at practice for the 76ers. Uh, head coach Nick Nurse told the media that Harden, quote, looked good and is in good shape physically. So mm-hmm. there
3: you go. Well, that's good.
2: Um, LSU safety Greg Brooks Jr. has been diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. Brooks, who underwent surgery last month to remove a tumor from his brain, has mer- uh, medulloblastoma. The disease affects between 350 and 500 people in the U.S. every year and is most commonly found in children. LSU has set up the Greg Brooks, Brooks Victory Fund for supporters to donate to help cover Brooks' medical expenses. Hmm. Um, the World Cup in 2030, Travis, is going to be held in six countries on three continents. The 2030 World Cup will be played on six countries across three continents. Morocco, Spain, and Portugal will be the official co-hosts of the tournament. Meanwhile, FIFA awarded the three opening matches to Argentina, Uruguay, and Uruguay in honor of the 100th anniversary of the World Cup. Uruguay hosted the first-ever World Cup in 1930, where it beat Argentina, while the South American Football uh, Confederation is based in Uruguay. All six countries, by the way, will receive automatic qualification for the tournament. So it'll make it even harder for the U.S. to get in because six teams are already automatically qualified. <laughs> Ugh, we're never going to win a World Cup, Travis. Uh,
3: never going to happen. Nope. Probably not. Nope.
2: Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Brett Favre testified We already talked about that. Um, the NFL reportedly asked its broadcast partners to air promos for Taylor Swift's concert film for free. The New York Post reports the league made the request to NBC, ESPN, Fox, and CBS late last week before last weekend's games. Only NBC and ESPN agreed to the ask, airing the promos during their pregame shows. Swift has become linked, as we know, with Travis Kelsey. Happy birthday, Travis, by the way. Attended Sunday night's game between hey, the Chiefs my birthday. and Jets. Ah, that aired on NBC. On his podcast this week, Kelsey said the NFL was, quote, overdoing it a little bit, end quote, when it comes to putting the spotlight on him and Swift.
3: Yeah, and that also, the NFL, and I was hearing Greeny earlier, they released this statement. Yes. Kind of saying so or apologizing yep. for so much.
2: And finally, Travis, ESPN will broadcast matches from Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's TGL Golf League. The network si- uh, sealed a multi-year deal with the Startup League. Two golf pros created the league as the sport finds itself at a major crossroads after the merger of the PGA Tour and the Live Golf. TGL will debut January 9th.
3: There you go. January 9th.
2: January 9th. Finally see it. Coming at you. Are you going to watch?
3: Nah, I might check it out. The
2: virtual? Uh, you got to watch at least the first one, right? Yeah. See what it's, see what it's like. Pick after it up. fine, but you at least got to watch the first one and give it a chance.
3: Yeah, I'll check it out and that's sports center and uh, that's sports center very well uh speaking of something that i wanted to uh, mention and i uh, wanted to uh, check out mm-hmm. uh was that i saw the i think it was over the weekend that uh espn announced with the upcoming uh nhl season uh, about to begin Uh, They're going to do kind of an NFL red zone style of uh, show or kind of uh, special uh, on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Mm. At one point during the uh, NHL season, it's called the Frozen Frenzy is uh, coming. And it's going to happen on October 24th. And on that date, every single NHL team will be playing on that day, all 32 teams will play that night. They'll play in a staggered puck drop every 15 to 30 minutes. So at some point during the night, there'll be upwards of 11 games going on at once. And a John Bucci-Gross will be, Bucci, will be there covering in a studio in uh, the NFL Red Zone. Some people have that channel but don't actually watch it. But the people that do watch it love it. And uh, the Red Zone, every touchdown, you get it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do this for hockey that uh, they're going to be uh, bouncing around with every game, showing you every goal, every power play, every hit. And they'll be bouncing around. That's why it's called Frozen Friendly, uh, Fro- Frozen Fren- Frenzy. Frenzy there. And again, that's October 24th. And the action will start at 6 p.m. Eastern. On ESPN, the last game of the night will be on ESPN at 11 p.m. Eastern with the Flyers and Knights. And uh, the uh, uh, show is scheduled to uh, start on ESPN+, and then they'll go to ESPN2 for the rest of the night uh, there on October 24th. So I said yesterday that I'm not really particularly too excited yet for the NHL season, even though it's only about five days away for the first actual game. But I am excited. And gonna check this out, yeah. Uh, the Frozen Frenzy on October twenty fourth, NFL red zone style.
2: I have something else to get you excited, Travis. Mm-hmm. What's would that? You, would you say you're a fan of football?
3: I would say yes. Yeah, I am. All all forms. All forms of football.
2: Do you know mm-hmm. today? Actually, it was yes. No, today's Thursday. Today, mm-hmm. There's gonna be a football game every day until November twenty second. Yeah. Every day. every day. I I Love saw that and I was like, that that can't be right. Who's playing football games on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Some colleges are playing on Tuesday. Some are, yeah. And then the twenty second there isn't football, but then November twenty third there will be. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving. So yeah you, you, you have a day break of no football on November
3: twenty mm-hmm. So Yep, but fifty some days in a that's row. That's a lot. hmm Is that overkill? No. You can never have too much football.
2: I don't know, Travis, that Tuesday night matchup between Eastern Michigan and Buffalo. Ooh, I don't know. Mm. Might want to throw you that could in have
3: some, You can have some fun with that. Entertainment. You can have some entertainment with that. There's that makes it a little bit more fun.
2: Yeah. People are going to be losing a lot in their entertainment funds.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or, look at it the other way, it could be gaining on the entertainment no, funds.
2: We don't win, Travis.
3: Wow, well, some of us.
2: By the way, you asked earlier on the show, and uh, well, actually, go ahead because uh, I want I want to talk about uh, some NBA real quick. Um, just whenever you get a
3: some second. NBA. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll get to that. Let's just get to our coaches here. Uh, let's get to uh, Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates talking about his Saturday matchup with uh Tri County and last week's win against the Purple Riders and. Uh, Coach Hefner as well from the Hearts talking about the game against Taylorville on homecoming and uh, the game upcoming with Muhammad this week. So here are those uh, two uh, gentlemen right now.
2: Eric Fry here, joined on the starting lineup by Coach Watkins of the Cumberland Pirates. And uh, Coach, big win uh, last week for the the Pirates. Uh, Didn't beat yourselves, that was the main thing, getting out of there with a 25-14 win against Arcola. Yeah, and one thing, Coach, that you know we had talked about was uh, big play ability, and the Pirates just really hadn't had a big play this season. Just felt like you know grinding out drives, but on Friday night, two big plays uh, with the 80-yard touchdown pass from Olmstead to McMeekin at the end of the uh, first half, and then the big 96-yard touchdown run. How important is it to show that hey, we can do more than just grind out drives? We can have that big play home run ability if we need it. mm Yeah, and speaking of the Pirate offense, you know, starting off so strong, 44-41, weeks one and two. Kind of been in a, a little bit of a lull here. Does last Friday night give you some confidence in this offense that, you know, heading into maybe not this weekend, but Nokomis, Argenta, and then the postseason, hopefully, uh, that that offense kind of get it going?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you throw out, let's talk the defense for a second. You throw out the Sullivan game, putting up 33 on this Pirate defense. Defensively, you have not let a team score more than 44 points this season. Does that make it a little bit easier on offense, knowing that your defense has been playing so well? Let's talk this week. Uh, Playing on Saturday, not on Friday night. Is that? Do you feel a good thing, a bad thing, or does it kind of not really matter much? And, coach, is it hard uh, to get the team, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to word this, to focus taking on an 0 6 team this late in the season without looking ahead at possibly Nicomas, Argenta, two teams that may be fighting for playoff spots um, when we face them in a couple of weeks? Is it hard to get the team to focus on an 0 6 opponent at this point? Mm
6: hmm.
2: Yep. One last thing, Coach, to get you out of here, mentioning that in the way Tri-County likes to grind uh, the football, kind of like the Pirates do a little bit. How important is penalties and possession of the football limiting turnovers this week? I know you're saying it's important every week, but how much more important this week against a team that likes to hold on to the ball and just grind out a ball game?
5: Mm -hmm. All
2: right, Coach. Well, we will talk to you on Saturday. Wish you the best of luck, and we'll talk to you after the game.
3: Travis Sparks here with FBM head coach Brett Hefner and uh, coach. Uh, last week was a 55-12 win over Taylorville, and you won on homecoming, and you got back on the right track and got in the win column.
0: Yeah, it was good to uh, you know finish out the game the way we did. You know I thought things were better in the second half uh, than the first half, but uh, yeah, the most important thing was we needed a win. Um, and to get a, get a convincing one like that on homecoming was nice.
3: And does it give this team some confidence to, the rest of the way, putting up uh, that many points on the board and kind of get right back in the win column there and to finish up this uh, last stretch in the regular season?
0: Yeah, I, I, I hope so. You know, we talked about it after the game, and I think you've seen it with us this year, when we take care of the football mm-hmm. and don't do stupid stuff. Yeah. We're pretty good. Right. And – When we get in trouble is if we we turn the ball over a couple times or we have some untimely defensive penalties Mm -hmm. that extend drives. And now we have to play more defense. And so when we don't do those two things, we're pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it would be – uh, good challenge for us going forward this week.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it was a good start for you on Friday as well. You got a defensive stop, and then uh, you guys scored on your first possession, and then they missed a field goal, and you took advantage uh, with a deep pass there to get on the board and 14 uh, 0 just right off the bat.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and to, to get the stop and then to to, to score and then, you know, to, to bend, 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 but don't break, and they miss a field goal and score.
3: Mm hmm.
0: And you're feeling good, fourteen nothing, and then, you know, we we do some stuff to shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, we we get a false start penalty, we run the wrong route, leads to a pick six, and next thing you know, they go from dead in the water to having all kinds of life and now you got your hands full. And those are the kind of things that talking about earlier that have been our Achilles heel this year is is doing those stupid things mm-hmm. uh, that are self-inflicted that, that we don't even right. make the other team work for yeah. and that has been frustrating.
3: That's the first thing you talked about on Friday night was that you let him back into it there with uh, uh, running the wrong route and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, and it's,
0: just, and it's just frustrating because, you know, and if you're not – in on the sideline you know nobody knows what's going on or, or you know what happened and right. and so it's two self-inflicted things that lead to lead to having our hands full mm-hmm. and
3: then you got, uh after that you settled down and you got uh, 32 or 34 straight points there it was 21 to 12 at halftime and it was a two-point game there but then you guys pulled away uh there from that point. yeah on. the
0: nice thing well you know you go in at halftime and and for the wrong things that you did you're still up nine and you get the ball to start the half. Yeah. And again, coming out, uh, our kids did a good job. We take the opening drive down and score, which was big and um, you know kind of got us off to off to a quick start
3: and you got a score on defense as well as an interception or a fumble return for uh, Logan Jones and then the last score of the game was uh, DJ Latham coming in there and uh, getting a big run as well to cap off the scoring
0: yeah it was good to get a, uh, some other guys into the game there and get a chance to play you know Jonesy stepped in and did a nice job when Cobra Line had to go out you know and and yeah. DJ to go in and sub for Weldon and and get a big run so um, you know, we were able to get some other kids in a game, not as many as we'd like to, but uh, but it was good to get some other guys in.
3: Yeah, you got the win on homecoming, and that's what what's matters as well.
0: Yeah, and 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 to give the kids a good homecoming week, and they had done a good job of practice that week, and there's a lot of excitement. You get mm-hmm. a lot of alumni back, so um you know to, to get a big win on that night was big
3: yeah and uh, now at that point in the season you're three and three and it looks like uh, once again this year you're gonna have the points but it's all about getting to that uh all-important fifth win here down the stretch yeah last three we games. yeah
0: we certainly didn't help ourselves out you know just my opinion we should be five and one now I'm not worrying about it we gave a couple games away which uh, is frustrating and uh, we've kind of put ourselves in this position and um you know, we'll worry about this one this week. Uh, we know we got our hands full uh, going up to Muhammad.
3: All right, yeah. And uh, the Bulldogs are five and one on the season. They have five game winning streak, and uh, the team that beat them in Week One now is ranked in the top ten into their class so it's going to be another tough challenge for uh, Muhammad who's already the defending two-time Apollo champions here so it'll be a a good test on Friday.
0: Yeah and they've they've done a nice job of of getting on a little bit of a run here the last couple years and uh, you know for a while it was us and Mount Zion that kind of controlled things and now the last couple years they have so um, you know be a heck of a challenge for us going up there
3: and uh as we went along in the season we said that the secondary was kind of a young and as we've gone along in the season i think that they're ready for the challenge if they're going to be uh like a dynamic offense like they've shown uh so far since their five game win streak yeah
0: and it and, and it will be it'll, it'll stress us a little bit with them throwing the ball um you know a little bit different you, they don't necessarily see the deep vertical game out of them that we had the last couple of years sure uh they got they don't have those two just burners out there, but they've got three, four nice receivers. Do a good job of running routes. The quarterback's real accurate with the ball. And the part that makes it tough is they're really good in their screen game. So it's hard to, hard to really want to pressure the quarterback and make, leave yourself susceptible to screens. Um, you know, so we'll have our hands full on Friday night. But I think. Uh, uh, to play them in week seven versus playing them in week two is probably a little bit better situation for yeah. us. Uh, so hopefully our guys are ready to roll.
3: All right, Coach. Well, we'll talk to you on a Friday,
0: and uh, good luck for the game. Sounds great. Thank you.
3: Appreciate those two uh, for hopping on the show and hopping on the uh, program. Now we can uh, move along here, and we'll get to that NBA uh, news that you wanted to talk about.
2: Okay, well, we, we talked briefly about John Moran. Mm -hmm. And you asked if he was suspended. Yes. He is suspended for 25 games Mm
3: -hmm. due to uh,
2: what the NBA deems as uh, conduct unbecoming. Sure. Uh, But I totally forgot that the Grizzlies signed Derrick Rose. They did, yeah. Derrick Rose has a quote about his role with the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Let me read this to you because I find this interesting. He said, look, I'm not here to babysit. I'm not here to babysit, micromanage, or anything. I'm not here to be a plant, a plant in the locker room, or any of that. I'm here to help guys win. I'm not here to steal minutes. I'm not here to steal anybody's job. I'm here to win. Once again, I'm here to show that I still have a lot left in the tank. He also reached out to former Grizzlies guard Tony Allen, trying to get Jaws' number, or Jaws' dad's number, just to have a conversation. Um, But... uh, Rose did not go into details um, of their conversation, but said he was honest with Morant. said, quote, I just told him, I'm not here to babysit you. I'm not here to follow you around. I'm not here to cheerlead. I'm here to push you. I'm very fortunate to be in a situation where a lot of people look at his game and they kind of compare our games together, but he's on a whole other level. It's my job to push him and let him know in times whenever he is being reckless to calm down. Me saying reckless, by the way, I'm talking about on the court, he said. So he's basically... Derrick Rose is saying, I'm not here to watch John Morant. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, you couldn't have, I think, someone better to be a mentor-ish to John Morant than Derrick Rose. Right. Someone who had success super fast and it went away like that. Mm -hmm. And now rebuilding the second half of his career where he's been serviceable. He hasn't been MVP caliber, but he had it all and it was taken away in a moment. I think it's a great person to kind of be there with John Morant and be like, look, this can all be taken away from you. Right. Maybe in Morant's case, not due to injuries.
3: Yeah, by his own volition. Really? Yeah.
2: So, I as much as I wanted Derek Gross to come to the Bulls because I thought he would work perfectly in that point guard role, and as much as I wanted the Bulls to get Drew Holiday, I'm happy for both those players because I think they're probably going to go and be successful elsewhere. And the Bulls, I mean, they still have IO.
3: Still have Iowa, yeah. So there, still have that. Levine for now.
2: That's true. Still have Levine. DeRozan. DeRozan, yep. Mm-hmm. And Vucevic.
3: Yep. Still and got him.
2: Lonzo's coming back at some point, he says, right?
3: It's oh, they boy. still
2: have Alex Caruso, Travis. Colby White. Colby White. Patrick White. Williams. Oh, the- Andre Drummond. The- this is going to be a championship winning team.
3: Maybe 100%. Just a-
2: by the way, in case you want an update, Minnesota beating Dallas sixty six to forty nine over there in Abu Dhabi.
3: Hmm. Very well. Yes. Thank you for that. update. You're welcome. That's what <laughs> I'm here.
2: What I'm here to provide.
3: <laughs> but there grows not a babysitter. I love that. For Ja Morant. So. All right. So uh, let's uh, move on here, and before we get to NASCAR, and we also got to get to uh, pick 'em as well with the uh, uh, Bears and uh, Commanders. As well, let's get to uh, this day in sports history first.
2: All right, this day in sports history. On this date in 2001, Barry Bonds hit his 71st homer of the season to break Mark McGuire's record for home runs in a season. On this Mm -hmm. day in 2007, Cleveland rallies to defeat the Yankees in a game in which an infestation of magis leads to Cleveland's game-tying comeback in the eighth inning. Travis Hefner's hit wins it in the 11 uh,
3: plunk travis hefner what yep. a guy yep and i remember that with the uh, jabba chamberlain and the yep spray yeah spraying that all around
2: <laughs> on this date in 2009 brett Favre faces the green bay packers as an opponent for the first time guiding the vikings to a 30 to 23 win over his old team Favre throws for 271 yards and three touchdowns with no picks on this day in 2012, Travis, the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Atlanta Braves in the first-ever NL wildcard game, 6-3. The Baltimore Orioles win the AL's first installment, beating the Rangers. The Cardinals' victory over Atlanta is best remembered for a controversial infield fly call on a ball that drops in the outfield.
3: Yep. Do you remember this? Yep, it was a great call.
2: <laughs> I figured you were going to say that. Mm-hmm.
3: I thought it was the right call. <laughs>
2: And finally, on this day in 2016, Connor Gillespie's three-run home run against Familia breaks a scoreless tie in the ninth inning and gives the Giants a 3-0 win over the Mets. In the NL wildcard game, Madison Bumgarner pitches a shutout for the Giants, striking out six while allowing just four hits. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, coming up tomorrow, we will have uh, a lot of uh, this day in sports history. Some, Some... Pretty important ones.
3: Pretty important. Coming up on
2: tomorrow's show. Yep.
3: Pretty important. All right. Very well. All right. So uh, let's get to uh, let's get to uh, pick 'em here before we get to NASCAR.
6: Okay.
3: Pick 'em football. Pick 'em begins here on a Thursday. Yes. Due to the Bears and the Commanders playing some Thursday Night Football.
2: Travis leads by five, 37-32. And so we will be picking this game for tonight, as Travis said in the show. Bears, uh, six-point underdog, Travis. So who you got? Washington, Chicago.
3: I feel like this is a little bit of a trap game because everyone feels like they should be picking Washington. Mm Mm-hmm. So, maybe I should go the other way. I say maybe, only because I want the Commanders to win here. So, go in my heart. And not maybe what I should, but I'm going to go the Commanders.
2: I'm going to Washington.
3: Though. Six. Minus six.
2: I, I will go Chicago minus six. I, I, I think this will be one of those games, Travis, where... Um, with everything going on around it that this team will rally together and at least keep it close. Mm -hmm. Because from everything we've heard, Eberfluss is a good guy in the locker room. We haven't heard players really come out and complain about him. Yeah. Chase Claypool notwithstanding. I don't know what's up with that guy. (laughs) But, you know, I mean... Yes, Justin Fields said the coaches, but he didn't straight call out Everflus. We haven't heard...
3: Yeah, I don't really think that that was really on him. No. no. I think that was the offensive coordinator. So, I, really. I,
2: I think this team doesn't want him to lose his job. I think they like him being their coach. Mm-hmm. So, I think they'll rally around in this game tonight, especially with all the rumors you've heard. hmm And they'll pull together for him against a team that... On paper, should be at least a competitive game. You hope.
3: Hmm. You hope.
2: You hope.
3: <sighs> then, of course, you know, after, it inevitably happens. You know, where do you turn after you get rid of Everflus? You can't really uh, f- promote Getsey to a head coach because they want him gone as well. Um, could do the de coordinator, I guess, or some other one that I'm not thinking of right now. But it's like, where do you go from here? Just something to ponder. Something to ponder tonight as the uh, commanders uh. square off against the Bears.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing, Travis. I mean, if you get rid of him now, what do you? who are you going to? Yeah,
3: you got to promote from within somewhere.
2: And it's only going to be a stopgap because in the offseason, you're going to look for someone better.
3: Right, exactly.
2: So that's why it makes no sense to fire him midseason. If you had, for example... If you had, and how ironic is it that they're taking on Washington, but if you had Bellamy Mm -hmm. as the offensive coordinator on this team, like he was with Andy Reid, then I would say you have a head coach candidate right there. You can get rid of the head coach and promote him and give him a chance. Mm -hmm. But you don't have that. You don't have the 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 head coach in waiting.
3: No, you don't. So... That's why you get rid of them now, so next year you can hire a new guy, and that could be a clean slate.
2: It it depends on what their goal is, I guess. Because I can see it both ways. I can see it doing that, and I can see it going, there's no one out there right now for us to hire, to bring in here. We don't believe in any of these coaches being our head coach. We're setting them up for failure, not just here in Chicago, but in their future.
3: At this point, you got to check your ego at the door. And if you get be the replacement, you know it's not a permanent thing. But if you start to do well magically by some miracle, maybe that could be lead to another job someplace, somewhere permanently with the Bears or elsewhere. It's kind of the I mindset they have to Travis look at.
2: And I'm saying this as a Bears fan. But I've also said it multiple times that he's gotten a raw end in this deal. I hope they get rid of Everflus in the middle of the season like you want them to do. And I hope that they go winless. And I hope that at that point people go, oh, well, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it's the roster we have. Sure. Ma- maybe that's the problem. Maybe it wasn't the coaching.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe
2: it's the players. Maybe it's the schemes. Maybe it's the organization that still doesn't know where they're going to play in three years.
3: Yeah, but ah, there's got to be a win out here somewhere. I don't see him going winless somewhere. Cardinals, maybe.
2: Hmm.
3: Falcons. Saints. Yeah, you have the Falcons on the schedule later.
2: Falcons. How about uh, Justin Fields' revenge game against the Bears?
3: It's in Chicago, too.
2: Against the Bears.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Possibly.
2: I mean, it's just, like I said, Eberflus has not been set up to succeed. And I feel bad it's his first head coaching job. Yeah. And he's going to have this mark on him just like the Matt Nagy. <laughs> I
3: think Nagy's bounced back, though. He's
2: been fine, which, again, tells me it wasn't the coach. It was the organization. Mark Trestman, not the coach because he was successful elsewhere. It was the organization. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I think the organization has a lot to do with it. Yes, but they don't get the right just players. Some guys, some guys aren't good head coaches, plain and simple. Some guys are just better coordinators. Yeah. So. Sure.
2: But at the same time, there's a common thread here. Oh, well, yeah. And that is, it's the Chicago Bears. And it's the Chicago
3: Bears. So, lonely, but I hope
2: tonight that they at least rally.
3: Lonely Bears.
2: Because again, I don't think anyone has had a fair shake in this whole
3: thing. <laughs> we'll see. See what happens tonight on Prime. Yep. Prime time.
2: No, he's playing on Saturday, Travis. Coaching, I should say.
3: Where's uh, Where's Colorado this week? Oh, I, no, no, I we're haven't heard about him. Them. Yeah, I've heard. They made it close last week, though. They mm. were getting blown out. Yes. Against USC, but they came back there. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, Where's the college football on my screen here? I can't even look in the top 25 because they're not there. Hmm. They're not even in the Big 12 yet. It's Pac-12.
2: Pac-12, yeah.
3: Uh, They're against Arizona State. Oh. They moved to the Pac-12 network. Well, that's
2: how important Not even on TV. Yep.
3: Of course, you know where the uh, game day is this week. They're at the Red River Rivalry. They're in uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, with Oklahoma and Texas squaring off 11 a.m. And then uh, the big new kickoff is also a good matchup in the Big Ten, 5-0 Maryland against four in Ohio State, number four in the country, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Maryland's probably going to get blown out here. They're Ohio State favored by 20 points at home, but at least, at least they're trying. Yeah. At cute. least they're going somewhere different. Yep. Big matchup in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's a good one in the SEC too. Kentucky, Georgia, Kentucky five and zero, number twenty. Speed up on Florida, and a number one team in the country, Georgia. Minnesota's in, or hosting Michigan, the Peacock game. All right. Well, NBC and Peacock, I guess it's a big Big Ten Saturday night on NBC. Yes. There, LSU, Missouri. Ooh. There's a sellout there. At, uh, at Mizzou for that 11 a.m. game. But then, of course, we'll be on tomorrow's show talking about uh, due to the uh, small fire that happened yep. there at Memorial Stadium the other night. But good to go. Good to go now. Uh, investigating the damage, the small damage. but yep. uh, Not going to affect the game. Nope. Nope. So...
2: Uh, also, don't forget, we'll have additional football this weekend on 99 the game.
3: That's right.
2: Minnesota and Michigan. Mm hmm. And Baltimore and Pittsburgh on Sunday.
3: Baltimore and Pittsburgh in a divisional matchup. Which
2: means we get to pick those games too.
3: Yep. So we'll be picking those games tomorrow. All right. So uh, let's uh, close out of the uh, program with some NASCAR news and uh, some NASCAR news that Eric has said that could be bigger than yesterday's. Full schedule release. Yes. Because, Travis, I. What could possibly that be? But you're going to have
2: to wait. It's not happening overnight. But one of the things, Travis, that we talked about earlier this year was Motorsports Gaming. Mm -hmm. And their awful game that they released in 2021, NASCAR Ignition 2021, which Mm -hmm. was absolutely pitiful. The worst game I've ever played. And how they were dealing with some financial difficulties. And everyone wondered what was happening to the NASCAR license. And then there was a new mobile NASCAR game that came out that wasn't through motorsports games and NASCAR came out and said, basically we are trying to get away from the license of motorsports games. Mm -hmm. It came down this morning. That license has been moved. Mm -hmm. Motorsports games will not be making any more NASCAR games Mm. in 2025. There is going to be a new NASCAR game coming out by the creators of iRacing.
3: iRacing. iRacing nice. which
2: used to be Papyrus, which used to have NASCAR Seasons, which they have a game called NASCAR Racing Season 2003 that people still play to this day for PC. Nice. That people mod and they update, and it is still has a growing community to this day, and the game is 20 years old.
3: Yeah, growing and thriving.
2: Yes, they're going to be the remnants of that company is what created iRacing. Dale Jr. is one of the investors in iRacing and one of he's on their board basically. And now it has been announced that iRacing in 2025 will be making a NASCAR game. Hmm. It's going to be on major consoles and computer, which people are very excited about that.
3: Yeah, PC for sure.
2: So I've said it before when sports industries have good video games, they tap into new markets Mm -hmm. and they get new viewers. Sure. Now, why is this so important, Travis? Because what is also starting in 2025, the new media rights deal for NASCAR, Mm -hmm. which we still don't know where they're going. We, we haven't heard yet. We, we know, um, CW. CW is having the uh, Xfinity series. We talked about that before. Mm -hmm. We don't know the Cup series yet of where they're going with their meteorites. But that could be huge. That they could be on a platform like a Hulu, a Netflix, maybe a HBO Max, who's doing more in sports.
3: Mm -hmm. They're getting in the sports game.
2: And you have a video game by a company who has done video games, done racing games specifically, that could bring a lot of new eyeballs to the NASCAR product. Yeah. So I am super excited about this. It, I think it's a lot better than the schedule because the schedule was awful because they promised a radical schedule and they gave us two changes. So that's yeah. I think this is more important because okay. you're going to bring in casual people mm mm-hmm. because you know people like playing video games, right, and people like playing you know if people like sports, sometimes you just play a racing game because you want to you want to run backwards and destroy everyone in the on the field, whatever the case may be, sure, so
3: yeah, I enjoyed NASCAR games back in the day, but yeah, just not kind of got out of them, yeah not very good at them or and what, they've been bad.
2: What I love is they released a little promotional video for this. Like a little 15 second video. And it said every driver, every track, every feeling. It's everything you've wanted. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, but I'm excited. Mhm. Because what are they cuz again, iRacing has scanned these tracks already. They already have these tracks. In fact, they have old versions of these tracks. Could we get that in there? iRacing has old scans of old cars. Can we get some classic cars? The possibilities are endless because of what iRacing already has done in their database through the iRacing system. Mm -hmm. So, again, that makes me very excited to see how much of that is going to transfer over iRacing also has already done a console game with the World of Outlaws that came out last year, which is a great game, very realistic driving. So, there's a lot they could do here. Mm -hmm. And there's already fans online saying what they want out of this new game. And if they can give us some of what we want, it's going to be a very good game. It's going to be good. So, again, I think this is more important than the schedule. Mm -hmm. Because the schedule's great for diehards like me but the casual fan really doesn't care where the races are because they've got Daytona, they may watch, they may watch, you know, Talladega, they may watch the finale, they may watch the Coke 600 because it's one of the big races, and they may watch Indy. And that's about it. Right. But to the casuals, a video game, something that's fun and easy to play, you can get new members into your audience
3: yeah i think that's going to be uh, cool to uh, get those people that just pick up and play when they have time or yeah. uh the diehards as well Yep, cater to both of those
2: and the most important thing you need i think to make this game a success travis first of all it has to be playable unlike the last nascar game which was not playable
3: mm-hmm. so
2: let's start there <laughs> make it a game that is playable and doesn't have bugs uh-huh. but the second thing is you need a strong online gaming yeah you need to be able to go to lobbies and and oh yeah you know do stuff like that and do things like that or even online seasons mm-hmm. you know if you can create a group and have an online season that'd be really cool to do on a console game mm-hmm. so if they could pull that off that would be big
3: that reminds me of some TikToks that I've been watching uh, lately with the uh, guys on iRacing, and mm-hmm. they uh, go into the lobbies and they are intentional wreckers, I guess you'd yes. say. Yes. Yes. And see how and see how mad these people get. Oh yeah. At these people. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny.
2: So I. I
3: remember when I used to get angry at the at those games oh, like yeah. that, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm very much looking forward to this. I think this is a great announcement from NASCAR. I think that this... From what we heard, the options were either iRacing or EA, going back to EA.
6: hmm And
2: even though I love the EA Thunder games from the early 2000s, those were great games. What EA has put out recently is garbage. Oh, yeah. Madden, we can say it, is garbage. If they were doing NASCAR game, Travis, it would basically be... The bare bones tracks and half the drivers and you got to pay microtransactions to get the other drivers Mm -hmm. because that's what EA does now with their games.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: So I like that it's going to a place where racing is their priority and first and foremost.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's always with a
2: lifeline back to those papyrus NASCAR racing. Oh, two, oh, three. That people to this day... If you wanted to buy, by the way, a copy of the NASCAR Racing 03 game, Travis. Mm-hmm. Like an actual physical disc, which most new laptops don't have disc players. But if you wanted a disc right now on eBay, it is still 250 bucks.
3: Wow. It kind of sounds like uh, the college football games and COVID. It very much is. <laughs> it's, but like now, NASCAR, like NCAA 14 was going for a high price.
2: Just saying, it's been out of print for 20 years. It is now considered a free download, so you can download it on your PC for free, so mm. and play it. Which, not saying I've done that, but it's it's freeware now because it's been out of publish for so long. Sure. So anyone can pick it up. Just gotta know how to get it.
3: Just gotta know how to do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, big the news. tricks of the trade. Well, there you go. So we'll have to wait a little bit. Yeah, 2025. 2025.
2: So you're still waiting another, you know, two years maybe because it doesn't say when in 2025. But, I mean, if they were smart, Travis, you know when you release the game?
3: Uh, Football season? Or, I mean, uh, NASCAR season?
2: You release it the week of the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. That's when it comes out is the week of the 500 because that's when most people are talking about NASCAR. Yeah. That's when your casual fans are kind of sort of paying attention because it's the biggest race. Even if people know nothing about NASCAR, they'll say, oh, is that that Daytona thing?
3: (laughs) The Daytona thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes it it is. is. (laughs) Thank you. So that That was it. Daytona thing. (laughs) All right. So uh, video games uh, coming uh, soon uh, there. We'll wait for that. All right. uh, So uh, that will do it here for us Uh, today. We'll get on out of here and we'll be back for you. Or your Friday to set you up for high school football and the weekend with those baseball matchups as well and of course fighting Illini as well tomorrow for Friday Night Lights under the Memorial Stadium Lights Illinois Nebraska preview coming at you tomorrow going to lead us into the sports spectacular power to buy the Illini guys over on 98.9 the game tomorrow and until then thanks for listening and thanks for downloading Peace out.